Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this is the Here's My Thing podcast. Let me tell you, getting old is not for sissies, said Mayaya. I pushed pause on a slowed Playboy Cardi edit. If she was looking disheartened and down on her new compression socks, they didn't slip on as advertised. They had arrived at the house just a day before in these socks, and apparently it would be so easy to put on that my yaya, who was 95 years old, could do so without the help of anyone else. I didn't get the company name, but I wonder if the VP of product knows what a 95-year-old is. And I wonder if they know what compression socks are. I'm 24 and can run a couple of miles without stopping, but I myself take three minutes to put on one compression sock, when doing so thinking, maybe if I had petroleum jelly. You want help putting them on, I asked. Your aunt said they don't have enough compression anyway, she justified, and then put them back in the package that they came in. I would have taken it as an excuse if she didn't add, sagely, that's 20 more dollars to splurge. She made her way back to her throne to watch some TV. I pressed play and got back to work. I was writing something about this kid in my third grade class who looked like he rolled into school off a conveyor belt from J. Crow. His mom seemed to exercise some sort of dictatorship over his wardrobe. No eight-year-old should have matched as well as he did. I hoped he put up a fight when she would make him wear a sweater vest and a bow tie on a normal Tuesday. Can I wear my Spidey shirt today? He'd ask. Is it your birthday? She'd say with a heart of cold granite. No. He knew it was too good to be true. That's right. Now tighten your suspenders and put these on. Now she'd pass some non-prescription glasses. If you've kept up with the podcast since the summer, you know about the building I've been living in. I'm well aware that the doors open with the sound of a 12-gauge shotgun. That there's an awkward tension between myself and all the other tenants, as if we have a romantic history. And that a racehorse lives above me. It recently, more serious but far less amusing problems have occurred, and we went on and off without power for two weeks in the middle of the winter. It, livable, yes, but I'm also paying way too much for that. I wrote management and asked for a rent reduction of $300, anticipating that they'd say no, but meet me in the middle. They said no, and provided no counteroffer, but assured me that we'd be compensated for these inconveniences, or we could terminate our leases without a penalty. The whole email exchange reminded me of when my parents and I would drive past an El Pollo Loco, and I'd ask if we could have that for dinner, but then they'd say, no, we have El Pollo Loco at home. Sure, they'll compensate me, but I've got a feeling it's going to be a $50 prepaid Visa card and some coupons to the dive bar down the street. Fed up, I channeled my feelings into unrealistic Craigslist and Apartments.com searches, sniffling in between words, typing, modern studio apartment. $550, downtown Portland. Of course, there was nothing within those requirements. I'd inch the rent up $25, and the closer I'd get to $800, some stuff would qualify, most of which only habitable if you were the same size as a 32-ounce hydro flask. Any of the other listings were fake. So noticeably fake that you, you wonder why people posted them in the first place. The description of the space is not using actual letters, but colons and percent signs, as if selling to an Acer laptop. And the photos of the property never of the actual property, but stock images of flowers or dogs. Finding anything below 600 a month in Portland proper it would mean taking the smallest space in a shared house back in the year 2016. 
And not that I'm opposed to living with other people, but this current living experience has allowed me to have a quick taste of the millennial dream, a sort of furnished studio apartment. It quietly became more of finding a new place strictly in spite of the current apartment. But every single place that got back to me was essentially the same price after utilities. If $100 cheaper, I'd probably have to buy a parking pass that was $125. But then sometime after my last aggressive housing search, I got a very long email from a woman named Jennifer. She thanked me for my reply and told me that she had a one-bedroom apartment in downtown Portland going for $850 with the utilities included. It was substantially cheaper than my current place and more than double the square footage. How that was possible, I have no idea. The email was very strange. It came out of nowhere. I hadn't the slightest idea of what I even replied to to prompt a response. I figured she was referring to a listing, but I never looked at any one-bedroom apartments. She used the word as a lot too, excessively, like how a middle schooler will start dropping F-bombs just because. The whole thing was full of unorthodox sentence structure, and when I read it for some reason, I read it in the voice of the Swiss-born international student from my Biz 100 class. It was enough English to get by and hold a conversation, and then when he told you that English was his fourth language, it, it was really impressive, but there were clear grammatical errors, mainly with verb tenses. It sounded like a scam that wanted to be figured out, almost playing the game for the game's sake. And because unlike the ones I encountered earlier, it had legs, it had some depth to it. Even providing actual property photos that checked out with Google Maps. I thought, why not learn a little more? And I told her I was interested and asked to tour the place. She replied seven hours later, mainly laying out the details of the security deposit and pitching perks to the neighborhood. Unfortunately, she told me that she wouldn't be able to give me a tour because she liked to spend time with her family, but would let me live in the unit for two weeks for free. All I had to do was pay her $950, which of course I would get back once the two weeks was done. I'm relatively new to this housing stuff, but I've never heard of this method before. Still, I needed to see the place. So I told her that I understand family time's important, but the walkthrough would only take 10 minutes. Jennifer got back to me with an even quicker reply this time, where her former work came in a way of almost novella-typed email. She showed evolution, and only over the course of a few hours, it telling me in one sentence, I live in the Bahamas. And that was my last straw. After going through the emails a few times again, rereading everything, and checking out the rent prices of units and other buildings in the area, it dawned on me that what Jennifer pitched, it was just too good to be true. I opened a new email to my property manager, the subject line, compensation, question mark. Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this has been another installment of the Here's My Thing podcast. Thank you for rocking with me. Until next time.